Good morning, Eugene. Morning. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Had like a rainy sort of week. <sighs> um, so Eugene, we um, you know, we talked about cannabis uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, looks like uh, our listeners actually enjoyed that topic um, a lot. So I wanted to bring it kind of back a little bit and. And talk more about what this industry is um, and kind of what myths exist um, or m- more like prejudices and perceptions mm-hmm. um, so that we can, you know, we can kind of um, talk through some of them and hopefully, um, and hopefully um, you will be able to provide some interesting insight into, into those. And, and, um, I would like to understand like why the current, let's say prejudice, the prejudices that I even have are not necessarily, um, true, um, smart, you know, whatever, uh, because it is an interesting industry, um, that we, then that is going to change, change us because even now the, I believe it's the House of Representatives that has the bill um, up for vote within the next few weeks. Um, And uh, I'm not sure about the details of the bill. Like, I'm not sure about what, whether they're just making federally the transportation, the growing, the selling of medicinal, or what's the deal? What are they making legal? But more and more people will have access to it for different purposes. And, um, I would love to know your opinion on how, how these myths and how these prejudices that and beliefs that people have around, um, cannabis around, um, you know, I don't know, CBD, THC, all of the above. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the CBD thing is interesting because it's somehow penetrated like the health market which makes sense. It's like kind of close to the idea of like vitamins where you do something and it doesn't really do anything, but maybe over the long run, you're not worse, which is like a weird defense of a thing that doesn't do anything. But like vitamins and CBD aside, I think that it's also interesting that a lot of the conversation is about like medicinal use and legalization and like it doesn't really matter to what i think of as like the typical like pot smoker user consumer whatever and like people have been you know consuming pot for forever and now this talk about look it can have positive side effects sure i mean great but I don't think that's what the majority of people are concerned about that are using it. And you like going into the political angle or the business angle is interesting for people that you know care about it. But I don't think that the majority of the actual users care because the situation like now is is weird because you have sort of legalization in many many areas. You're getting stores and dispensaries in more areas, but it's still federally illegal. And then 
there's all this hype about look this is like a huge like market and like a potential growth industry but it 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 feels weird being like put into this bucket where i didn't really want to be there <laughs> like people are grouping me and asking me for my opinion where I, I don't know. I, I could tell you that like I like some label more than another or some packaging more than another, but I'm not, I'm not like an advocate or a researcher or even someone that cares about like the medical stuff where, yeah, of course, if someone wants to do it and you have to write them a prescription, I think that's weird. I think that people should be allowed to kind of, you know, do whatever they want. You don't need like an excuse for it. But on the other hand, once it's medical, it's like regulated because you are dealing with like a thing you're consuming. So I think it's complicated, but I think it's way less complicated. Like I think people are overcomplicating it to create a walled garden where they're sort of like establishing monopolies where there doesn't there doesn't need to be one. Well, it's rightfully so complicated, I think, because just like alcohol is regulated, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, because let's be realistic, people do stupid stuff mm-hmm. if they have too much, whether it's drugs or alcohol or both. Or, or nothing. People just do stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but I agree with the regulation. And the reason that I agree with it is that, for example, if you buy um uh, cannabis products, whatever it is, um, with the THC, for example, that makes you high. Um, if you buy it on the street, you don't know whether someone who's making it and selling it adds some cocaine to it so that you can get hooked and do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. So regulating the production in the, um, sale, I think is a really good thing for those who use it for whatever purpose, medicinal or recreational. I think it's better than what's, what I think is great. And the reason that, and I might be repeating myself a little bit, but the reason that it was banned in the first place many, many years ago in the forties, I believe 1940s um, or 1960s, it was banned. The reason was that pharmaceutical companies could not make money on it because it's not something that can be patented. So um, um, Xanax, for example, can be patented and can be sold for a lot of money. So I think that there is, you know, there's all this political stuff related to, to the, to the um, cannabis industry, just as much as um, it was, the political stuff was related to the uh, alcohol industry back when there was a prohibition. Yeah, and I think back then people were also like receiving prescriptions for alcohol, <laughs> and, and it's fine. And I, I don't know. Like every time I I hear someone say that they agree with regulation, like sure. Like in theory, if there was a store that I could go into and buy like pretty package tested, good product, sure. Like I wouldn't be against it. And it would be sort of easier on some level. But on the other hand, a lot of people don't like that stuff in a community. And I know people that walk past liquor stores and they 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 don't like it. 
or they they walk they walk past bars and they're like, look at this deviance, they're you know ruining society. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with this like notion that you have to keep being productive, or you can't have fun, or if something's fun, there's something wrong with it, or someone's going to mix cocaine into your pot. Like, yeah, maybe there's some like anecdotal stories that you can imagine. But just because you can imagine it doesn't mean it will happen to you. And okay, okay. You, you're mean, you're you, always taking a risk. Do you really think that it can't happen? I if think it's that, sold illegally. No, so like obviously mistakes happen, weird stuff happens all the time. And I've been around where a lot of stuff that I sort of deal with don't it doesn't make any sense. There's no logic to it. People are not logical, but from like a statistical risk perspective, I'm not super worried about it. I know that like risks with alcohol are you know, very real, but they're also manageable where you could drink alcohol responsibly or irresponsibly. And that is a personal responsibility. And like, if you over drink, I don't, I don't know if that's the fault of society or, like the company that manufactures that like beverage, but same thing with pot. Like if some dealer mixes in cocaine into pot and you smoke it, like I don't think anything's going to happen first of all. And second of all, why? Like cocaine's way more expensive. Why would they mix it in like for what? Well, I'll explain. So and plus, if you don't know for, you know, like the scientific um, backup for that, you can't, you know, you can't tell people that nothing's going to happen. You don't know that. Okay. But uh, at the same time, the reason that they can um, mix mix in something that's, you know, that will make you addicted is because is, for example, you would buy only from them. Um, you would buy only that, let's say, more expensive pot or whatever. Um, or maybe they'll offer you a little, um, cocaine on the side or whatever to try. And then you're hooked. Like there are all kinds of different reasons for that, but that bottom line, like someone yeah. that's never like bought any Potter cocaine. <laughs> Cause like, that's not how these interactions go down. Like a lot of time, <laughs> no one's selling you anything. They just give it to you. And it's not a business transaction. Like if I had some pot, I, I wouldn't be selling it to you. I would just be offering it to try because it's such a cheap thing. It's like bringing a bottle of wine to like a dinner, but this is like way cheaper. And if you have like good pot or bad pot, sure. Some people be snobby and make comments about it, but it'll work. Like it's fine. And if you want to get into other drugs, that's like, that's a different thing. And people do mix and people can do whatever they want. They, there's lots of crazy things that people like do, but I think the majority of people don't like, don't have this negative experience where someone tricked them. I don't think anyone's again, like when you say anyone, I mean like the general population, not, not like one single story that makes it into the news. I think that a lot of drama, you know, does make it into the news because it's, it's news. It's like newsworthy, but 
if this was like a prevalent problem, someone mixing in some strong stuff into their pot, I don't know. It sounds like a weird thing to be doing. And as far as buying it from the same person, I don't, sure, I guess some people buy it from the same person. But there's so many services that you like text a number and it's very Uber Eats or <laughs> like seamless style where there's like a list of delivery people and you sort of get randomly assigned one and there's like a like a holding company over all this stuff and company i i I use that loosely but i i I don't know i think a lot of these scary stories and myths come from people that you know had bad experiences and those experiences are valid i'm just not sure we should be making like legislation off of edge cases but maybe we should and that's not really like my department i don't know from my experience, I've never had like a weird buying situation and it was never like, I've never had a good one either. Like it was always fine. There's no pressure. It's just like a normal thing. And yeah, like if if you found that it was sketchy, you don't, you don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to buy drugs, but yeah. You know, I mean, um, coming back to regulating it, I think there's, it's actually really good that there are regulating it because it's um, when you regulate something like that, you have, well, first of all, the government needs money, right? So if you choose to buy gas, there is a huge tax attached to it, right? If you choose to buy alcohol, there is a, some sort of tax on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is no different. You know, in Massachusetts, for example, the tax is like 20%. Right. And a lot of people use money as a way to like, legalize stuff. And that's fine. Like if the government wants money, that, that's that's kind of on them to figure it out. But I'm very hesitant to be on the government's side. You know, like if I don't if I don't have a problem and I'm doing something like, for example, I don't know, like I'm like I buy a lot of tea and some of it's packaged and it's, you know, inspected and nice. And some of it's sort of you buy by weight. And I don't want someone to come in and start regulating the tea because one person saw a mouse once. And, you know, now we can't have loose tea. We have to package everything and it all has to be sterilized. Sure. Maybe that one edge case warranted some sort of action. But then the government is very eager to you know, regulate because I think they get pressure from interest groups that can, like, avoid to pay the like the fees are to like make the barrier to entry higher. So if you start regulating, you kind of, you exclude a lot of the market to the people that already have money and influence. Cause it's the people with the money and influence that are lobbying to make these laws. And I'm not against this. It, it just seems kind of gross <laughs> and I don't want to be on their side. Like I'm not against it. If it happens, it happens. I, would prefer to have sort of like nice looking Apple style stores to exactly. like buy anything really. But I'm also in like a privileged position where I like that aesthetic and I can afford it. And it it's like a different feeling for me where I think the average user 
is way more casual about it. And I, I don't know. The regulation like upsets me. Because on the one hand, I don't care. And I'll go with whatever because that's not my job. But on the other hand, I definitely don't want to be like airing support for regulation that's like I, I don't I, I I can't imagine them doing a good job. Like regulation is like good in theory if it like helps, but I think it rarely does. It does, I think. I actually agree with that. There's always a reason. What I found is there's there's always a reason for regulation. So a good reason often, um, not always, but often a good reason. Um, the reason for regulation is that to, to make sure that us, we, the consumer, we're not, um, I guess, tricked into buying something that will affect us without our knowledge. And, you know, you, you grew up in, in America where um, it hasn't been a problem in the last 20 years, but I grew up in a different country where, um, let's say, uh, what's the word? Um, not fake alcohol, but like, um, um, like the methyl alcohol or isopropyl. um, Right. Yeah. So like, what is it called? Like, um, um, Oh, like when people make their own booze and they like, don't boil off the right one and then people could go blind or something. No, no, there's a word for the actual, like, um, not um real um i guess bootleg? like it's a bo- huh bootleg yes uh, i don't know there like the bottle looks like something that let's say smirnoff that mm-hmm. you're buying but inside there's something else mm-hmm. and so like that has been and i'd still it's still happening there it happens with cigarettes it happens with alcohol there are companies that have production that sell this as, let's say, Smirnoff, but making money, you know, and, and but selling something completely different. And then people go blind and there's no loss to protect these people. So I actually support regulation. Um, it just has to be reasonable regulation so that um, you don't kind of spend, like, for example, if you're a nonprofit in the United States, right, you have to you can't just do good. You have to actually have a huge compliance team you know, there's a whole bunch of accounting rules because they're, they've been abused. So that's why there are a lot of rules, but, um, there's a huge compliance team that, for example, um, that you need to hire, um, and pay for because you have to file everything on schedule. You can't miss anything. You have to follow special rules. It's like a 10 page form every, um, whatever, every year and, and more and much more than that. So, um, sometimes, you know, if you want to do good, you like, you have to pay for it <laughs> right. and things like that. So, so like, similarly, I mean, the, the alcohol industry is, I don't think it's as bad as for example, the nonprofit industry, but it has to be regulated. I think that it's the right thing to do for stuff that we consume and that affects us without our knowledge. Because like I said, I grew up in a country where this was not done. There are no laws to protect you. You can't sue some, I mean, you probably can, but you'll be probably killed before you can win. Um, but, you know, it's it's very different. And, and if it's not regulated, it can happen anywhere. But if, if it is regulated, it can still happen. Like bad stuff will always happen. And there are risks with, you know, living. And... <laughs> So, 
like on the one hand, yeah, obviously I want things to be safe. I want things to be convenient and nice. And I want to walk into a store and use Apple pay to purchase whatever I'm buying. But I'm, I'm again, I, I can't side with the government because first of all, the government isn't even one thing. Like there's many state governments, there's many local governments. And I am curious to like see the differences because like now New York, New Jersey, and I guess Massachusetts is sort of close. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like Massachusetts has a couple dispensaries that, you know, operate pretty well. Their prices are high because of the taxes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're like unreasonable. They're like sort of, I don't know, 30, 40% upcharge, which I don't know if you feel like a storefront and the staff is friendly and you, you are provided some service. If someone's looking to get like an extra service, not just buying a product, great. Or like better packaging is a big one where a lot of times you can get something that like looks kind of bad because it's in like a plastic baggie or like a recycled or used container. But if you go to a store and it's nice and they're trying to upcharge you, a big a big moneymaker is, hey, you know, make the marketing nice, make the packaging nice. And sure, it costs extra money to like have a nice you know, container. But I think that's the sort of differentiation that businesses can make where like regulation, I'm sure some people will feel better knowing that this product has been tested by some lab or whatever, but that, that like, isn't a concern that I have. And that isn't a concern that anyone that I know has that, you know, actually consume. Pot. Well, because nobody got hurt yet, you know, well, you so. do get hurt. That, that's, that's like the whole point. Like this isn't a healthy habit. And I think a lot of times people sell it as, Oh, I have anxiety and I like, smoke a little and it helps me sleep fine. But that's the same thing as saying, you know, I can't sleep and I do a nightcap at night of like whiskey. Fine. You could say that, but like anyone that drinks, I think has had a negative alcohol experience. Sure. And I'm not against like negative experiences. I think that it's natural to try to push limits. So if you start drinking and you start with one beer, I think it's natural to sort of explore to see, okay, how many of these guys can I have? And at some point you will find out because you will be throwing up and (laughs) that's natural. I think that it's totally normal and acceptable to, you know, push your own limits because you're your own person. You can do whatever you want. Same thing with pot. Like, yeah, try it out. Have a small dose. If you don't like it, don't do it. But I think that if someone does anything for long enough, you know, you drive a car, you will eventually get into a car accident. Are they all horrific and scary? No. Like I had a car accident. It was fine. My like engine stalling out was a bigger jolt than like the car that hit me. Obviously, you know, I had a very lucky interaction and obviously happy for it. But I think the majority of situations are sort of normal. And even if they're bad, like eh, how bad? Well, that's the thing. So you haven't gotten hurt yet. And that's kind of... I'd say that I did. Like, what do you mean hurt? Like, I've... Like, you haven't experienced... Let's say someone didn't sell you fake or modified or whatever product um, that, let's say, made you blind, like with the alcohol, right? So I think regulation is needed. 
absolutely. Um, to make sure that the stuff that you buy, if you choose to buy, is actually high quality or quality that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to like see what happens. I'm interested to see how they test like the drinking and driving DUI situation. I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see how they have tests for that. But I'm not on the side of the cops or the... Like, <laughs> of yeah, course no, you aren't. That, that's like on them like if it was my job to figure out how to test if someone has used pot in the last hour or two that sounds like an interesting job like i would i would work for a company that does this (laughs) but i don't and that's not my problem and i'm I'm definitely not rooting for them even though like there will i I think that regulation and people that want to make money won't need the help so I, th- I think they'll be fine. And that's why I'm like hesitant to you know, voice support because I think it'll happen anyway. And I don't think it'll be good, but because we're in America, we have a lot of States. I'm interested to see if they go like the federal route or if each state will continue just sort of making up their own rules. And then it will be sort of like alcohol where, you know, Alcohol's way cheaper in some states than others because they have different taxes. But I, I kind of like secretly hope that it'll be closer to like fruit. Like if you think of apples, they they have brand names of apples. You can buy them. They're not bad. And they have fun names and they're all like patented and stuff, but I I kind of feel like it'll be closer to produce than alcohol. Probably not. I'm guessing it's going to be just as regulated as alcohol, if not more. But like the strains, like the types. Like if you buy a Pink Lady Apple and you get a counterfeit Pink Lady Apple, do you actually care? I don't think so. I do care if it's it's mm -hmm. added, if they added some cocaine to it. No one's adding cocaine. I don't know. (laughs) Like if that's a concern you have, I like you got to get over that first. Or like try it out or see like if you're if your brain is racing to the worst thing that you think can possibly happen, like maybe this isn't for you. You don't have to do this. Just like with cars, I don't like cars. I've driven cars, I've owned cars, but yeah, I always jump to the worst situation where I have this like horrible fear that I won't kill anyone, but I'll like mildly inconvenience a parent. Like I have this like nightmare where I like just like hit a kid lightly and they start crying. No one's hurt, but the parents are just like livid because how could you hit my kid? Even though the kid ran out in the street, I had this dream today and, (laughs) and this dream of like mildly inconveniencing a parent is, you know, scary enough for me to stay away from cars (laughs) to where if I can like Uber or I could walk, I would almost always walk. I disagree. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> I love um, driving, first of all, but also more than more than that. I uh, I think that I actually am very wary of driving or trusting another person to drive me. Like I know very few really good drivers, and I know I mean we're kind of switching topics a little bit, but I know very few uh, very few good drivers, and I always. When I sit in, I mean, if you sit in New York City in an Uber, that's not a problem. Like you, the worst that can happen to you, you can fly out of, you know, from, off of, out of the car through the windshield, whatever. It sounds kind of bad. 
<laughs> it, it is bad, but, but but like that's the worst thing that can happen because the speeds are very low. When you're like, for example, I went to Las Vegas and you know I took a, a lift to the hotel, and we went on a highway that's like a seventy-five miles per hour speed limit. Like I was a little nervous because like mm-hmm. if something happens there, like I could die there if the driver isn't responsible. So, you know, there are always risks. There's always trade-offs. And I I don't know. Like, I, I know that I'm supposed to like regulation and I like safe stuff. And, like, <laughs> I like when things are consistent. Being, like, a QA person, it, it's, it's important for me to be, for there to be, like, a system and a structure and for me to understand, like, the the quality of the product. But I just haven't had this problem. And if someone did, I think that's on them to solve it themselves. And of course, there should be companies to provide like gaps in the market. But I'm definitely not on the side of these companies or the government or the police that are trying to test. I, I think that there's enough motivation that they don't need my like theoretical support, <laughs> like me saying that I support something or don't doesn't matter. And it feels weird to like be evangelizing like regulation when that's like a complicated word and it can be done bad or good. But in reality, it's, it's always complicated. It's always like decisions by committee, which that's how it is. I can't, I can't, get myself to care. Like, I think, I think people will figure it out. I think the cops will figure out how to test. I think everything's going to be fine. But the, the business part is interesting to me because people will try to make money. And I'm thinking that a couple times or maybe even the majority it'll flop because they, they think that the customer wants something that they actually don't. And people could try it. And then just realize that like maybe they're not in the like the core audience or the core group that the new companies are trying to sell to. And I'm hoping that a lot of these companies sort of get crushed by not doing good market research. I wanna I wanna see some of those stories. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean here's the thing. So there's nothing wrong with the competition and coming up with different things that can mm-hmm like edibles and things like that. That's really cool because you don't have to smoke if you don't want to. You can just do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, I, I support regulation 100%. Um, it's fine that they make money on it. I don't care. I do care about companies, you know, putting quality first, you know, because, they because they're regulated. But they don't. Like a lot of regulated industries they there's a lot of paperwork there's a lot of red tape but it doesn't guarantee a better product also consistency doesn't guarantee a better product like i love starbucks but their coffee is not good it's just consistent and that's why i like it (laughs) and like i i go to starbucks a lot and it's not for good coffee it's for like like expectations in reality are so close that it's almost like a comfort drink (laughs) where if I go to a coffee shop that I know is good and it's inconsistent, sometimes 
I'm just going to play it safe and go to Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. You don't drink the regular coffee in Starbucks. Just, you know, just going to put it out there. I mean, I do. But like, why would you do that? It's terrible. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's consistent. It's, it's consistent almost always it's the terrible, same temperature. <laughs> Even at an airport, it's it's so the same. At least the ones that I've been to. And that's... So, yeah, I think that's fine. So, Eugene, so, like, I mean, I know we're kind of switching uh, off topic here a little bit, but but I actually like consistency. And with, when it comes to Starbucks, like, nobody drinks their regular coffee. You go to Starbucks not for the regular coffee, because regular coffee at a, regu- at a, at a simple, small deli on a corner of New York, you know, New York City, I don't know, West Side or East Side or whatever, Midtown, is a lot better than Starbucks regular coffee. There's no question about it. But um, their espresso drinks including vegan options are phenomenal and that consistency like we went to um uh, germany a couple of years ago 2019 i think it was for a wedding and um we flew into frankfurt and we had you know there was a starbucks um there in and i got my normal whatever um right now it's different because i have a different diet but we got like i got a matcha frappuccino and it was exactly the same taste as the one i get in new york that's Mm -hmm. amazing yeah exactly and i'm hoping that there will be something like that but it's tough because you are growing plants with coffee it's similar you are growing plants but you burn those beans so hard that i think that's (laughs) how they make it consistent and that's fine i i think people will figure it out and I mean, I, I am very excited to see what happens. Not from a, like, I don't want to participate. I don't want to be involved in the laws. I don't want to be involved in regulation. But as a, like a bystander, I, I think this is an interesting topic. And it's interesting to see how more people with no experience in this area that have always been super against it, just abstinence, are now having these interesting opinions. Okay, cool. <laughs> like me. Uh, you're right. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, try it first. Give it a couple years. Don't like learn. I feel like the companies, if I can have one bit of advice, <laughs> learn your customers, like take a while. Don't assume that you want to do something to like improve someone's experience. If you don't know what their present experience is and their present like hangups or issues, do market research. It's important. <laughs> I agree. Um, at the same time, um, if they want to, and like I said, I um, I'm personally for regulation, but also I feel like um, a lot of people now, like you said, um, get into it, start looking at it, and stuff like that. That's that's really interesting, right? Uh, even mm-hmm. though before, like, we could never imagine that happening. So. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting situation and you know I'm happy that they're making it legal for the um um uh, I guess for some reason um I don't, I don't know I have a lot of those things where like they say that there's a lot of like mental health benefits to it. I sure talk to your doctor but I haven't experienced any mental health benefits <laughs> Really? <laughs> no it it's it's just it's just a thing you do to like pass time or like hang out with friends. And it's like having a beer. 
I guess. <laughs> that, that, at least that's how I'm treating it. I'm sure there's other people in the world that have different needs and stuff, but I'm just using it as like a beer that you don't get hangovers from. It's pretty good. Well, Eugene, it's a great topic. I think we should do it again. Um, because as the, as things develop, I think that um, it will be interesting to see. The good thing I like is that they will ease up the rules on the farmers um, because right now the growers are subject to the farm rules and stuff like that. Um, they'll also ease up the rules um, in terms of, um, um, I guess, transporting um, the, mm. any sort of, you know, substance um, across state borders because right now it's a federal crime or whatever. I don't know, misdemeanor or whatever. I don't know. But um, so like that would be a great first step for me, I think, because it will open up opportunities for companies to do something creative with it. So I'm, I fully support that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I think that we should come back to this topic in a few weeks again and see what happens, see what happens in the, in the house of reps and, and, and just like, I, I want to see the, the actual bill proposal. It, it, but once it's passed, because like usually, you know, it changes so much, you don't even recognize um, mm-hmm. the, the initial proposal um, as well. So um, great conversation. Yeah. I'll see you next week. See you next week.